Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, this isn't our usual day, but as I told you guys before, we're going to do a special B-Day um, episode because we are husband and wife, so we're all about the love. Right, Carlos? And special sauce. And special sauce. This is the G-Love and Special Sauce, episode 10. And so today in the news, um, we have some pretty... You want to start off with mine because mine's happy. Well, I guess, if you want. Yeah, because you're just going to be depressing. Super depressing. So, first off, I want to say, you guys know I'm into cryptocurrency and the blockchain. And you guys know I have a podcast about that. But today, I have some really Stop interesting news. Stop promoting your podcast. I'm not. I didn't say the name Jesus. of it. Jesus. didn't say the name of it. Anyways, what I'm saying is, uh, Jay-Z, you guys know who he is. He's a hip-hop mogul. He... Uh, that sold a bazillion, gazillion records. He's also married to one of the most beautiful women on the entire earth. Whoa. Beyonce. She is. She's considered one of the most beautiful women. You okay. didn't know that? I thought it was just your personal no. opinion. She's like in the top top 50, right? Or the top 10? I don't know. Even Obama said... Like, I don't rate him. He said, his, he said Michelle is the Beyonce of his world or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he lied. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways. So like Jay-Z has a lot going on. And uh-huh. just recently, if you guys he don't had know, twins. No, if you guys don't know, just recently here on Tuesday, I think it was, he got into Bitcoin as well. So <laughs> there's a new app that's coming out. It's called Robinhood. And uh, they are going to start selling Bitcoin on there. But before, not Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, before they were selling uh, just stocks. And as you guys know, the stock market hasn't been doing too great. Cryptocurrency has been doing okay. It's just, it's it takes a yearly dip every year around this time. Um, so... They are going to release their app here pretty soon with um, with cryptocurrency on it. So you're going to be able to purchase cryptocurrency direct, directly from their app. Well, Jay-Z's holding company uh, called Arrival, they just recently invested a pretty nice-sized portion into uh, Robinhood app because he wants to get into the Bitcoin game. So apparently now, Jay-Z has 99 problems, but Bitcoin ain't one. Because it used to be a problem for him. He didn't Why have any, was it a problem? He didn't have any Bitcoin in his portfolio. I don't think he cares. But now he does. He has 99 problems, but Bitcoin ain't one. <laughs> Are you trying to be funny? Is this a joke? No, that's just that's just my that's my news. Well, my news is not as uh, not as heart lighthearted as yours is. Um, so everybody, I'm sure has heard, but on Monday the second budget proposal was released. Under good old Donnie Bone Spurs. Um, and there's some serious, serious issues with this uh, new budget proposal. Uh, most significantly that they're talking about is the cut to SNAP, which a lot of people rely on. Not only the lazy that they consider are the ones living off of food stamps, but people who work full time and for large corporations, aka Walmart, most of their employees are on food stamps because they can't, they're not making a living wage. But here are some of the cuts that uh, this, this uh, proposed um, budget that Mr. Donnie has come out with. Um, first off, 42.3% cut to a non-defense discretionary spending. So these are... This category includes funding for government it, governmental agencies like the EPA and state departments, um, certain safety net programs like Head Start, 
law enforcement spending at the FBI and Department of Justice. Um, 33% uh, cut to the EPA. Um, the EPA is super necessary. I don't understand why we're even cutting the EPA with all the shit that happens and all the crap that this world has taken to be cutting the EPA and cutting the National Science Foundation. I don't understand where they come up with these numbers. However, there's going to be a seven, $777 billion boost in defense spending. Why the fuck are we spending so much on defense? And re, what are they trying to do? Upgrade the nuclear weapons that we have. Spending all this money. Yet cutting essential programs like a 7.1% cut to Medicare. 22.5% cut to Medicaid and Obama subsidies. And a 27.4% cut to SNAP. 20.1% cut to the Section 8 housing assistance. Section 8 housing assistance, now that's my field. I work on that on that side of the world, and this, this housing is essential. It's basically giving housing to people who would otherwise be homeless. And to cut 27.4 or 20.1% of Section 8 housing by 2028 is beyond ridiculous. And now the new concept of cutting the SNAP program is delivering a box of goods or even having people have to pick up a box of goods. Like, how humiliating and degrading are they trying to make it? Essentially, this is their way of killing poor people. First cut their health insurance and then give them not even the basic necessities to survive. So they, people just die. I don't know. I think it's super upsetting. And the more that I hear about it, like, I don't understand where our government thinks they're going. And unfortunately, there's a very small, very small amount of people that are actually running our government. And until there's like a revolution, like we have to Rise up and revolt is essentially what we have to do because if we keep going this way, we're going to all end up in concentration camps or dead. And it's really sad. Another, another cut that they want to propose, and this affects me directly, is if you're a public servant, which I am, there is a loan forgiveness on your student loans. And if you are... Um, any person that is burdened by student loans as I am, you know that it's a burden for life. Like, this is one of those things that just never goes away. And this program would forgive my loans after 10 years of being a public servant. And at this point, if that's cut, I'll never see the end of my student loans. They will always, they will die with me. And even then, my, my husband will be stuck with my student loans when I die. Or, you know, my parents, somebody's going to be stuck with my student loans. Because they don't die with you, they just follow, they just follow your name, and carry it over to your next of kin, basically. I don't know. So I think there's a lot there that you that you talked about. First off, I think if, if you're talking about like you know military spending and stuff like that, it's pretty obvious at this point that the entire world is controlled by the United States, and 
if you have to pick an army that's controlling the entire world, it's probably the United States. Good for us, bad for the rest of the, of the world. And that's kind of crummy, and it, it makes me to um, it makes me very uh, to be somewhat ashamed to be associated with the United States like that. Just because um, I have like I'm just gonna try to joke around about this, but I do have a, a cryptocurrency podcast that I talk to on it, and a lot of these people that are in my Telegram, uh, they're groups groups of people, like many people from around the world, and um, the way they talk about the the United States and their views on it, it's it's kind of it's kind of it makes you it makes your eyes open up because you don't realize the type of um, bad the negative light that everybody looks at us like. And it's funny because when I talk to them about it, they realize that a lot of us don't know, like we just are just uh, oblivious to it, but that they aren't. So that's one thing I think people should definitely open their eyes to. I'm not saying to you know betray your country or anything. I'm just saying that you should become aware that the United States military is the world's military at this point, and that's not going to change. Second thing I would also say, you mentioned like debt forgiveness and stuff like that. Um, I honestly think, I think we're probably the last generation that ever needs to go to, to college. And I know that's, you're probably, you're like, what? Yeah, I didn't get that memo. No, but if you look at it, if you look at it now with the internet. No, and, absolutely. And I believe American dream like, is dead. Um, a lot of the stuff that you can learn here uh, online, uh, a lot of different places, and um, you can learn that all on online. And a lot of companies, well, especially here in Austin, they're not so uh, focused on your, education. Uh, your, your your degree or education. They're more focused on what you've accomplished in your career. And I think if people just start become shift their aspirations from becoming a degree to getting a degree as something out of school, out of high school, and they shift those aspirations to focusing on your career, like where to start, you know, and then work your way up. I think that's likely that's what I did. Um, I didn't get my degree. I went back to school, uh, but it's kind of one of those things where I went to school, but to get a certification. And I think I think schools like that help you the most. The ones that are for vocational places, the ones that have like a two-year, you know, window that you go to school for, and then you have a job right afterwards. That was kind of my luck was getting something like that. And I feel like those are the ones that actually help people, not four-year degrees that you know you come out with and you owe. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars. It's the ones that you go to school for two years and you owe like five thousand dollars. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just makes more sense. Um, but I know a lot of people aren't going to do that. That's one thing I would. I, I wish they would be more truthful about in school. But that's something that's going to change. And then the last thing you mentioned was snap. Snap. What was that? Food again? They're trying to. Oh, they're trying to cut food stamps. I think what's got that's. I think it's obvious now. Like me seeing the future, it's just. It makes more sense that we're going to have to have, uh, there's going to have to be some kind of living wage for people that are, that make less than $28,000 a year. It's just going to have to be, there's going to, we're going to have to make the adjustment to take care of these people. Cause a lot of these jobs that are being created now, they're, they're, they're going to get demolished here in the next 10, 15 years by technology. There's a lot of automated, you know, um, moves that people are making here in Austin and it's going to get rid of a lot of the workforce. Even my job is at Jeopardy too. At some point, because a lot of the IT stuff is getting is becoming more. Um, how would you say it's becoming more like like networking and switching and routing and stuff like that. That's all being being built inside of software now. So you kind of have like virtual hosts and virtual uh, v, VMs and stuff like that. That's all being built in, 
into an integrated like server or like you would call it the cloud or whatever. So eventually what's going to happen is you're going to have a broadband connection directly to some kind of dumb client and that's going to, that's going to connect you to all your, your files and stuff like that. That's why I'm saying like eventually it's leading that way. Eventually that's going to go with my job too. But what you have to do as a person seeing that happening is you have to start working on different skills so that way, because as time develops more, you're going to need programming skills. That, those are going to be important. Those are, those are the jobs that pay the most right now, programming skills and, 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 and IT security, because security is a major threat. So I think people that don't have those kind of skills or aren't, you know, aren't looking towards that way, they're going to have to either get lucky and work you know, you know, at a military base or work directly for the military, or they're going to have to you know, find some other job that pays you $12,000, $15,000 a year. And that just doesn't cut it. And at that point, I think we're going to have no choice, but we're going to have to take care of those people because if they can't take care of themselves, you know, it's like that saying, you know, idle hands are the hands of the devil. It's true. When, when, when you don't give people opportunity in, in a city or you don't give them any kind of opportunity to work or to do anything with their lives, they're forced to look elsewhere for, for, uh, for satisfaction. And sometimes that is a legal act. It's all about taking care of other people for sure, but... I don't think people realize how little of the money that's taken out of their check actually goes to these programs. And not only that, but on average, how little people are actually awarded SNAP. It's literally $4 a, a day that people are awarded SNAP. So you're asking these people to not only live at a minimum wage, which is still seven fucking 25. It is, it has not increased since when, like, it's been 20 years since minimum wage has changed, and yet times have not stopped. You know, everything's increased, housing, food, everything. So you're asking people that make seven twenty-five to live off of that, well, and they really have to struggle with, do I pay rent or do I buy food? That's what I'm saying. And you kind of look at it more like a macro level. So, like, even people that live like that are still above the rest of the world, but that doesn't take away from their struggles as well. But what I'm saying at a macro level, the main issue here – and this is the real issue. Like, it all leads to this. Like, there's a pyramid, and at the very top, there's people that are living. They have a lot of land. They own a lot of land, and a lot of land, that land is not being used, right? Right. Or they own, a, uh, they own these, these, um, these vehicles, or they own these houses, and a lot of them aren't being used. Right. They own these vast amount of resources, the top 10, Consumerism 15. Consumerism is what you're talking about. Well, they, they own a lot. I'm not sure what it's called. I didn't yes. go to school and study that, but I do know how the world works, and... They own a lot of these other, you know, companies, whatever it is. And there's more than enough. There's actually an abundance amount of resources that could be used for everybody. And they could be shared equally amongst everybody. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about actual resources. Like oh, the food, food that is water, wasted shelter, in a year. Like basic necessities to live as human beings. Food, water, shelter, medical, stuff like that. Like that all can, there's an overabundance of that. And right now, the way it's working is that you have these people that are at a top 15, 20%, and they're consuming all of that. And not only are they, are they consuming it, but they have access of it. So they have these mansions, they have these houses. Access, you mean? And they have, and they have, and they have these, these uh, ranches, and they have mm -hmm. all this where people could actually live mm -hmm. and possibly even work for them, mm -hmm. but they don't open up those doors for them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's land that we drive through here in Texas. A lot of that land... It's just sitting there. It's mm -hmm. not even being farmed. It's right. just sitting there. It's somebody who owns it, some somebody rich person that owns it. it. 
But instead of opening those that that branch up to people to live there for free or let them build their own houses or build some kind of community mm-hmm. there, like a living community, mm-hmm. they don't do that. Why, why do you think they don't do that? It's because everybody's looking out for the number one and trying to grab for, for themselves. It's mm-hmm. like we're all in this planet together and everybody's just trying to grab as much as they can before like kind of or like it's like like the monkeys in the like, bucket you gotta you gotta climb everybody it's like, else it's like you know when you have black friday everybody's like you see people scrambling for dvds and stuff it's like calm down there's enough for everybody and that's what's happening that's exactly what's happening that's if america you take, though if for you take, sure no that's the whole world the whole world's I don't like know. that look at saudi arabia saudi like abu dhabi oh, like if you yeah, go to places like that they have access super rich access of stuff you know and yeah. there's more than enough people there's more than enough room for people to live there. You know what I mean? Like, how can you go, like, to places like that where it's beautiful in one city, mm-hmm. and then you walk five miles away, and there's all these poor people living in villages? How dare they? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing when I went to San, when we went to San Francisco, and I saw how people in Oakland lived and how much nicer they were, and then coming to San Francisco and seeing how much more snobby they were. I'm not saying everybody's going to be a snob. I'm just saying, like, that's how it would look like to me first time mm-hmm. going there mm-hmm. is that all these people in San Francisco were very snobbish. But when I go to Oakland, everybody's, like, really cool and nice. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, it, that, doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. So that, that tells me there's uh, inequality there. Because they're out for number one only. And that's the problem. So mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do when something like that happens, when there's, there's inequality and people aren't recognizing those signs? You talk about it, and well, that's you how you talk about it. You but talk you also about do it. something, and that's that's what you, you do by it. volunteering you and talk, by yeah. I know you talk about it, you talk about it, and you talk about it, and you talk about it, and you talk about it. That's all you can do. You have to change your mind. And Bob Marley had the, one of the best quotes he ever said. He said, "Person that because he, he got shot, he got shot several times, but on the last time, one of the last times that he got shot, he actually went to play. He got shot in the morning, and then he went to play that evening." to play his concert because he was going to play a concert mm-hmm. and he got shot that morning and he went to go play in the evening and they asked him they're like why did you do that you know what he's like even the people that don't deserve love still need to know how much how much how much love really can change a difference or make a difference he was all about love that guy was really like well beyond his years when it comes to you know forward thinkingness he understood that people that have never experienced love or shown compassion are that way because they're that way. And you can actually, he thought, he honestly thought that you can infect people by giving them love, by showing them love. You can infect people that were always selfish, that were always rude. You can infect them by showing them love. Just kill them with kindness. Kind of, yeah. And, and, that, and by doing that, they see that, and that, it doesn't, it does, they don't change right away. But you 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 throw you throw it at their shield at their nicks and eventually it wears off on them. That's what he believed in, and that's pretty interesting if you think about it. Well, let me anyway. leave, let me leave you with this: the SNAP program benefits elderly and disabled, and just so you know, the majority of the elderly and disabled that benefit from SNAPs and benefit from Section Eight housing and benefit from low income housing, they average on a year only about $11,000, maybe 13000 So keep that in mind. These people at the end of their lives are having to live off of eleven or 13000 for the entire year. And the really sad thing is that if we're looking just at pure money, and you know the way I feel about this, you guys heard this before, if you're looking just at money in general, like they print the money. Like there's no, yes, it's backed by the government, but it's, it's printed, like it's paper. 
It's fiat. It has a value because we say it has a value. Exactly. It has a value because we say it has a value. And it, there's reasons. There's no reason why we can't print more. Yes, I know we have a debt, but it's not real. And another thing, too, that people don't realize is governments are not real. They really aren't. I can't go down the street and talk to my government. Where am I going to go talk to my government? I can talk to my local municipal courts and municipal. You can talk to the mayor, Steve Adler. I can talk to the mayor. I can go Steve even here Adler, to. Right? I can even go to. I can even go down here to the capital and talk to my state government. But like actual governments, for mm-hmm. a lot of these people that live remotely, that live mm-hmm. in cities around the around the world or a city around the country mm-hmm. that aren't even don't even have a state capital inside their own cities, they're not real. Yeah, it is Steve Adler. Just want to but, check no, but I'm saying like they're really not real. It's no, just, I understand what you're saying. Like, I understand you your. I be- you physically can't touch it. I totally so know for them to control people. Truth and values no, but I'm on saying, governments. But for them to control people, you know, thousands of miles away, it's kind it's, of it's one of those things ridiculous where, where you really it's because it. you're told that this is how it works, and you just follow. Yeah, they brainwash you from an early age, yes. and it's kind of funny. The more you grow older, you start realizing that. Oh, that's not really how it works. It, you know, it's I'm all about control. I'm still a little control. naive, and that's why I still vote because I feel like there's something we can do. No, they want you to think that there's something you can do, but voting's not going to change well, anything. The only thing that's going to change something, I guess, is uh, revolt. No, the only no, no. That, see, that's the wrong way to do it. The only thing that's going to change something is by hurting them where it hurts the most. Where is that? How do you change it then? Money. It's all about money. What <sighs> motivates people? What they say, what they want to achieve in life is all motivated by money. You take away money from the equation, you hurt them bad. And what's coming after their money right now? Cryptocurrency. They're afraid of it. And that's why I'm saying blockchain is going to change the fucking world. People just don't realize it yet. But you guys are lucky. You know, you get to hear that first from me. If you want to hear more about that, you go listen to his podcast. I'm just saying. People aren't seeing it yet. I can't listen to it's, it's just, it's this a, anymore. It's the same guy that used to go in the 70s and 80s and say computers were going to change the world, and no one believed him. Because he did. They literally changed the world. That's how we're talking to you right now. Anyway. Anyway. Don't, to, don't be a jerk and help the elderly. Get on to recommendations. Share Meals on Wheels. Recommendations. Uh, it's on a lighter note. An even lighter note. I recommend uh, Lush Cosmetics. So I've been using Lush for a while now, and it's actually not just like makeup and cosmetics wise. It's actually a beauty um, company. And they are, it was founded in the UK, um, and they distribute out of Canada, I think. But um, the great thing about Lush Cosmetics and something that I've been uh, working with in the, probably the last year or so, maybe a little more, is I'm trying to make sure that products I'm buying, whether it's household, like cleaners, um, any kind of toiletries, whether it's toothpaste, body wash, shampoo, make sure they're um, cruelty-free. We don't need to be testing on animals. You know, there's no reason for us to continue and still test on animals. Um, and I'm realizing since I've been changing over that there are more and more companies that are doing away with testing on animals. And Lush is a prime example. Um, what I love about them also is they're trying to eliminate waste. So uh, I'm currently using one of their shampoo bars. And it's literally a bar soap. and But it feels amazing. So it's not like you're going to rub zest in your hair and it's going to feel so disgusting. Because I, I remember how zest felt. Um, this is called the... 
the Diva Bar, and it ha- it's actually a two-in-one. Surprisingly, it's very it conditions very well. It's super fragrant, and your hair just feels, like, cleaner and better. Um, I also use their body soaps, also not in a container, and then I also use their um, body conditioners. So it's kind of like an in-shower lotion, which is also not in a container. They're calling them their naked products. And I know here in Austin, we have two lush um, storefronts, one in the Domain and one on 6th Street. Um, wherever you're at, I'm sure you can just go on to lush.com and find a location near you. You can also order online. They'll ship it to your house. Um, but definitely recommend if you're looking for a cruelty-free product and also eliminate waste at the same time, not having all those plastic bottles from all your toiletries, this is a good way to go, too. Sure. Smells good, right, Carlos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. my recommendation. Flash. Yeah, the domain is starting to blow up now. Uh, the domain's been blowing up. In the past five years, it has it has exponentially grown. Like, it's crazy ridiculous now. Yeah, it's pretty big now. Like, I remember first going a long time ago when it was still new, and I was like, mm-hmm. why would I want to walk through a parking lot to get to other places? But now they're building a lot of... Well, it used to only be like one little strip. You would park yeah. by Macy's and then you'd walk through one little strip. And when that was it. you would have to walk through the parking lot. And you know, too. now they even moved the Apple store. Remember when we last went, it was right by Victoria's Secret? Well, they moved it further down and it's this huge Apple store. Like huge. But it's kind of funny. Like, um, like the, I remember going to the domain and I would literally have to walk through a parking lot just to get, um, yeah. just to get, um, like to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucked. I was like, this sucks. I mean, it sucks, but I guess they filled a lot of it in. Oh, they have. Yeah. It's grown. It's grown always up and down and all around. Yeah. So my recommendation is raising cane. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Tell us about food. Well, people come to me for my food tips. Okay. Talk about your food tip. So I don't know. Is raising cane's national one? I don't I've know. Never even looked it up. I never did the research on it, raising. Let me look it up real quick. Can you say something to Saul? Okay. Um, I can talk more about Lush if you want. Or you can talk about how good raising cakes is. Um, actually, today today was my first um, day. I don't normally indulge in fast food with Carlos. He's the fast foodie. Um, but because it's Valentine's, I said whatever you want to eat. Because I was oh, not so cooking. So the headquarters is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh. They have 360 locations. Oh, are they a franchise? Man, I would love to franchise a Raising Kings. Oh, Lord. I thought you wanted to franchise a Wingstop. Well, I want to stay in the chicken sphere. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? How do yeah, they so, treat their like, chickens, so though, Carlos? The, uh, the chicken that they sell there. The chicken fingers are really good. Um, I'm not sure how many vegetarians listen to this podcast. I got a tip for you too, but yeah, the, the, the chicken, the chicken strips, all they have is chicken strips. There's only five items to choose from. They have fries, coleslaw, and bread. Their bread's really good. And their chicken strips it's are like really good. It's like a Texas good. toast. It was pretty good. No, it's better than Texas toast. Well, it's not a Texas toast. It's like a French bread, but Texas toast style. It reminds style. me of that really good French bread they used to serve for breakfast in, in elementary school. It was that good. But they would put like cheese with like really good big toasts like that. It was so amazing. Anyway, um, yeah, no, like no raising, purpose. raising canes, I would say best chicken strips. And if it like, I'm so glad I found it because I mean, like when I worked at UT, I, I would go over there and somebody introduced me to it, and I'm so glad I found it because if that would have never been a thing, then 
you know, all there would have been as a choice here in Austin is Chick-fil-A. And I'm highly against eating at Chick-fil-A just because those people that run that establishment, I just can't give them my money. Their like, principles? Their principles. Like, and that's what's great. I love that they're, I love that they're open and honest about how they feel about the gays. I, I think that's great that they're so honest with everybody about it. That's awesome. You can feel that way and whatever, but you don't get my money. Because they honestly make me not want to give them my money. Yeah, and I like that. I wish more businesses would be like that. Like oh, like really... Hobby Lobby? Yeah, those bitches hate women. Oh, hate women. Yeah, so yeah. that's another one that I don't give them my money. Boycott, but Hobby Lobby. And no, no, you don't have to boycott. Just don't give me your money. Like, I love places. Like, I wish there'd be that's more. boycotting. I wish there'd be more people. Because the people that go there, you can find out who are the ones that actually are willing to do that. And, you know, I, I try to talk to people... Um, about Chick-fil-A all the time. Like when somebody's like, oh, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, how would you give them your money? Like, why? And they just don't see it that way. They don't realize that they're voting with their dollar. The problem is, is even the gays go. And I'm like, really? Gary? He says, but their chicken's so good. And I was like, Gary, you cannot go to Chick-fil-A. I don't care. I just don't think that's right. I'm not going to give them my money. I work hard for my money. I'm not going to give them my whatever $7 for it. I'd rather give that $7 to somebody that actually... Does good in the world. Raising canes does good. The only thing that doesn't do good for it is the chickens. How do you know? But I can't wait till they start artificially making chicken. How What's do you know up? they? How do you know they do? Do they don't? Uh, have you looked, looked into up, their company? But I feel like nowadays you can't hide. Like mm -hmm. there's no hiding from social media these days. You're how convinced are you that Jimmy John's is what you think? No, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> we'll save that for next time. Uh, and then for the vegetarians and vegans out there. I have a new thing. It's called Bitchin' Salsa. Bitchin' Sauce. So when we went to San Diego, like two or three years ago, they had this They had this farmer's market there, and we tried this sauce that was made out of almonds. And they have like five or six different sauces there. They have like Bombay Bistro, Chili. It's uh, not called Bombay Bistro. It's Bom Bombay, called Bombay Bombay, they have uh, chili, something, cilantro. they have cilantro, they have a lot of different flavors, like really good flavors that you wouldn't think of, uh, and it's really good, and then um, it was funny today at work, we were talking about different salsas, and uh, this one came up, and come to find out, they actually sell it here in Austin at Wheatsville. I was just about to ask you where, because I went looking for it last Thursday for you, and they sell it, yeah, they sell it, they sell yeah. it at Wheatsville, but they were out of Bombay, I already went. But I, they sell they sell the other ones there. Yeah, I know. No, um, but I went specifically for Bombay. It was oh, weird that yeah. you brought it I up. I don't care which one it is. They're all good. I don't care which well, one. Well, there's a store right there in Congress called Farm to Market, and they sell it too. Yeah, they it's sell right it by my work. Royal Blue Grocery too, as well. There's a lot of places they sell it here in Austin, so we're lucky. But if you guys get a chance to try the bitchin', it's called bitchin sauce. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny name. And it's vegetarian, GMO-free, all that. It's from San Diego. All that stuff. And it's funny because they were in, literally in San Diego in a farmer's market like three, oh, or four, so three or four years ago. And we brought it. We snuck it on the plane. Apparently, you can't find. <laughs> you can't uh, you, find salsa. Remember what we had to do to get it over? Yeah. We had to like package it and check it. Remember they made me go back yeah, and like check it? Yeah, probably thought it was explosive. We were like, no, it's Stupid. not explosive. It's I was like, bitchy. taste it. <laughs> Or like it's bitchy. It's explosive I in your think mouth. They made us eat it. Yeah. No, they made me go back and they made me put it in a box and check it, and it went under the plane. Oh, cool. Either way, it got over and we got you took it home. But it's funny to see it now grow it's that big. So random that you guys were talking about it, and I was just like out there looking for it. Um, anyway, so if you guys are looking so for uh, vegetarian options, 
That's one, because I'm looking out for you guys, too. How'd you go from bitch and sauce and raising canes? I bet you raising canes would taste better with bitch where and did sauce. You, where did you find that connection, Carlos? I'm looking out for bitch canes, so that was our podcast. It was just so random, though. I was just talking about that on Thursday. Yeah. I work with a bunch of people. And then... We talk, about, we talk about a lot of stuff. And then, yeah. I went to go look for it at Wichita. <laughs> they didn't have the Bombay one. They had Chipotle and they had Heat. Yeah, I don't mind which one it is. They're oh, all good. I love the Bombay one. No, it doesn't matter. They're all good. Like, every single one was good. And it's it's just made out of almonds. Well, I'll go get some next time. Um, next time what's next? The market. Um, TV you're watching. What are you watching, Carlos? Well, so I've been studying for my certifications um, here online. And one... This is just a just uh, for anybody that's listening and they want to you know you know get or they want to get into IT and they want to dive into that type of world. Um, you can learn a lot of this stuff on your own, especially if you're already you know uh, you know technically literate. Um, you can learn a lot of this stuff on your own, and I would highly recommend going to itprotv.com and they have a free trial. I think it's like a seven day trial. Or they even have like a 30-day trial sometimes like during holidays. And it's really great because they make these classes like, you know, less than 16 hours. You watch 16 hours worth of videos and you have a really great under a base understanding of the technology. And then it's up to you to go buy the books and read it, read it through and then start the labs and stuff like that. But if there's anybody that's listening that wants to get into IT and um, wants to know where to start, I would start with going to IT Pro TV. Com. And when I, before I even got into IT, it was funny because um, for the longest time, I would always, when I worked at UT, I would always talk about, oh man, I want to get into IT, I want to get my certifications. And I just never did it. And it wasn't until, like, I think I was watching like Twit and they had, they had mentioned um, IT Pro TV. And then I got the idea. I was like, oh, I could just watch videos and pass my certifications. And that's not true. You can't just watch videos and then pass to take a test. It doesn't work like that. Um, you can pass, you can watch those videos, get a really good base understanding of everything, and then and then go and purchase a book and study for your test, and then you could pass for sure. Um, I've done that. So I would highly recommend that um, if there's anybody out there, IT Pro TV, that's what I've been watching this past two weeks, just trying to study up for my test. What's your recommendation, Christina? For TV, um, oh, I like it, but I'm kind of sad. So I recently started watching Girl Boss. It's a Netflix show that they only have one season. And from my understanding, it's not coming back. However, I did watch the whole season. It's really good. So if you just want some kind of TV that you're not going to get too attached to, because I like to get attached to my shows and I like to see them through. So now that they're not renewing, I'm a little upset about that. But Girl Boss is really good. Young girl living in the city, doing her own thing, finding her own way. Perfect story. I love it. Girl Boss on Netflix. That's what I'm that's what I'm watching. I actually just finished watching it yesterday. That's it for TV for me. Keeping it simple. Wow. Girl Boss, huh? Girl Boss. It's a good is that show. The one that's related to what's her name? Um, the one from Saturday Night Live? No. Okay. I don't know what that is. Um, no, this was a, just a young girl. I don't even know the actress. Like she doesn't look familiar at all. So she's like a newcomer, 
But she's really good in this show. It's set in California. Uh, I want to say San Francisco. Um, it's not set in our time. It's set in like 2008, maybe six. So it's a little behind. But it's kind of relatable. Kind of things you went through in that time as a young girl. As a young girl. How was I? How old was I in 2006? It's 25. Oh, yeah. Young girl for sure. Um, but yeah, Girl Boss Netflix. So, um, talk, discussion for today for me is. Another depressing thing, of course. Um, there was another shooting today. Another shooting um, in Florida. Uh, confirms, I think, 17 dead and 50 wounded. That was the last I remember seeing. And so now, instead of telling you, you know, about the horrible uh, domestic terrorist, not ISIS, not a Muslim, domestic terrorist, we're going to talk about the, the uh, NRA funding that goes into these politicians. And then I'm going to also tell you their tweets or what, however they're publishing. I'm sure these are tweets uh, of condolences to these families. So in the Senate, John McCain from Arizona, sending our praying for the victims of the terrible hashtag Las Vegas shooting and their families. He has received $7.7 million from the NRA. Richard Byrne from North Carolina. My heart is with the people of Las Vegas and their responders today. This morning's tragic violence has absolutely no place here in America. $6.9 million from the NRA. Royal Blunt from Missouri. Saddened by the tragic loss of life in hashtag Las Vegas. My thoughts are with all the families affected by this horrific attack. $4.5 million from the NRA. Tom Tillis, North Carolina. Susan and I send our deepest condolences and prayers to the families of the victims of this horrific and senseless tragedy in Las Vegas. $4.4 million from the NRA. Corey Gardner from Colorado. My family and I are praying for the families of those injured and killed in Las Vegas last night. $3.8 million from the NRA. Marco Rubio from Florida. I'm praying for all the victims, their families, and our first responders in hashtag Las Vegas, hashtag Mandolin Bay shooting. $3.3 million from the NRA. Joni Ernst from Iowa. My prayers are with all the victims in Las Vegas and their loved ones affected by the senseless act of violence. $3.1 million from the NRA. Ron Portman from Ohio. Jane and I mourn the loss of innocent lives in this horrific attack in Las Vegas last night. We're praying for those taken from us, their families, and all those injured in this attack. $3 million from the NRA. Todd Young, Indiana. We must offer our full support to the victims and their families as our nation mourns. $2.8 million. Bill Cassidy from Louisiana. Following closely the horrendous acts of violence in Las Vegas, our prayers are with those who are injured, killed, and their families. $2.8 million. These are the top 10 Senates who have been paid by the NRA, and yet, we still have no gun reform. Why the fuck are we still dealing with people going into public spaces and shooting at people, especially with AR-15s? Yet again, it was an AR-15. Why the fuck does, do civilians need these type of weapons? 
Why is this continuing to happen? And why the hell, when are we going to get over the fact that prayers and thoughts don't fucking work? Like, get to doing your goddamn job, you politicians, and stop letting innocent people be gunned down while you turn around and get paid by the NRA. It's so frustrating how this is still happening. This is the 18th shooting already in 2008. It's fucking Valentine's Day, and yet we had another shooting. It has been, what, 35 days in the year so far, and we've had 18 shootings. Yet we're worried about building a fucking wall. The problem is in Mexico, clearly. The problem is gun reform. And until we stop letting the NRA run the government... This is not going to stop. And it's only a matter of time before it's in your backyard. <sighs> Rant over. Yeah, so that's, I think that's what people don't realize is that, you know, once it shows up, you know, in somebody else's backyard or in your own backyard, then, then people start paying attention. And it's sad that it has to come to that, you know, for people to want to look into what's happening. I think it's funny how governments will always try to say, you know, like to bring it this way, like people are trying to badmouth cryptocurrency all the time and they say it's because you can, you can sell drugs and it, you can fund terrorists and stuff like that. You can do the same thing with cash and you can do the same thing with credit cards. You can fund, you know, these, these extremists, these, these USA extremists that go and kill their own people here in America with cash and with credit cards. You can buy AR-15s with a credit card. We're not banning credit cards, you know? We're not banning cash, you know? It, it, that tells you right there, that's a tell that they're showing you that they actually don't give a crap about anything. They just care about control. And this has everything to do with control. That's the way I look at it. The last seven shootings have had AR-15s. We had Parkland, which just happened today in Florida, San Bernardino, the Texas Church, Sandy Hook, Las Vegas, Orlando, and Aurora. All AR-15s were used in these shootings. How, how is this still allowed? So who was the person that shot him? Um, his name, uh, he's, a, he's a domestic, domestic guy. He's a, he's a citizen. He was actually banned from the school last year. I read, did a little reading on him. Um, his name, I want to say it's Nicholas Cruz. Uh at least seven. So as of as of right now, seventeen people are confirmed dead. Yeah, that's kind of sad. But I mean, the, it, you know, the United States is not going to get rid of guns. That's just the way the way they're built. They're not going to get rid of guns. Oh so. yeah, don't start talking about that. They're here for our guns. No, they're not going to get rid of them. So we have to figure out a different way solution then, because you obviously one of the main because I mean, look at it like how you would look at any problem. What's the main component in all of this? A gun, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, what else is the main component? Probably the mental stability of that one person that shot everybody. The background checks, the accessibility and then, to and guns then if you, and if you ammo. take it even to like a wider net and then you start seeing, yeah, there, there's the whole thing about where you got the gun, stuff like that. But if you go back to the central issue, it's the gun. And honestly, the United States is not going to get rid of that amendment. Yeah, to you're right, guns. because the NRA so, is backing them. Well, regardless, they're not going to get rid of it. And so you got to look at it like it's a culture thing then. That's a cultural problem. Because if they, if the United States government won't ban a gun and they don't want to fix that problem, then it becomes a cultural issue. 
So we have to change the culture and society and let people know that guns aren't the way to solve things. And it starts by educating people. And I know that sounds super corny and everything, but that's the only way you're going to see any kind of change, especially with, you know, a government that doesn't want to get rid of guns. So, I mean, that's the only way to solve this. Well, you're talking about cultural change. This was tweeted. Once your bomber tried to blow up a plane and now we're forced to take off our shoes, right? But 1,606 mass shootings have happened since Sandy Hook. And Congress has done nothing. This because is Michael they, they, they don't want to get rid of guns. They can't because it's a culture thing. It's an American culture thing. We're the only people fascinated with guns. There's no one else in the world that's fascinated with guns like this to this extreme. You got to think about it like that. Yeah, but it's a whole, it's, it's our whole culture though, Christina, you know, they, they show a lot of, you know, they show a lot of war movies every year, you know, at a young age when I was a little kid, I thought guns were cool. Like, I thought bombings were cool. I thought, you know, playing video games and shooting people were cool. Like, this is all the things that I thought were really cool. because we grew up with the Wild West movies. And, like, yeah, you grew up with a lot of guns and all this stuff like that. It, it has, it's a culture. It has to be a cultural shift. Just like the way that it was back then when, you know, gays weren't accepted, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Just like they weren't accepted. They're accepted now. But it took a cultural shift for that to change. And that's the only, that's what needs to happen here. It, that's so, the only way it resolves. The shooter was named Nicholas Cruz, 19 years old. He was a he was a previously high school student of that school. He went and shot up a high school. People just need to he realize. He was expelled last year for yeah for threatening but, other students, and yet just need here's the thing: there was a warning signs. But yeah, but I'm saying, Christina, like the people just need to realize that you know, guns aren't going to solve things, and that's just going to have to come through education. It's going to take time for that to change in our culture. That's just the only way it's going to change. Because if you're not getting rid of the gun, if they're not getting rid of the gun, which they're not going to, then it has to change that way. There's no other way it can change. Why do you think? Yeah, and that starts with maybe maybe putting guns, you know, not noticeable. I don't know. Maybe getting rid of guns with police. I don't know. I don't know how it starts. But it needs to start somewhere. You need to start re-educating people about how dangerous guns are. And I feel like they used to do that. It's like in when I was a kid, like, guns were like a big thing where they would have the dare program and they would say guns are dangerous like dangerous dangerous like you would just see danger dangerous i mean they show electricity and they show how dangerous those things are you know what i mean like why can't they just have that around guns like danger 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 or maybe just maybe get rid of the guns at walmart and only sell them like in specialized shops i don't know but they need to do a little bit more restricting when it comes to guns obviously a lot of a lot of the issue is resolved around the gun and it needs to there needs to be an education. There needs to be a cultural shift when it comes to guns, and people need to realize that they're dangerous and they kill people. It's not a cultural shift. It has a lot to do with the stipulations behind guns and like how easy it is to access. And I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's harder to have an abortion than it is to get a gun. That's it's harder to get your driver's they're license gonna, than it is to have a gun. They're not going to get rid of the gun, though. They're not. Then put more restrictions. They can't put any more restrictions. They're not going to let them. They're paying them. You just went through a whole list of how much money they're paying them. They're not going to let them. If they want to keep getting reelected, they're not going to get rid of that money. You know, the people the, the people that are making bulletproof vests, probably, they should probably be going up to the NRA or I don't know how you do it. They just need to, they need more, they need more congressmen in their, in their, in their corner. We don't have any congressmen in our corner. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we pay them to get, a, we pay them for their salary year to year, but we don't pay for them to get elected. So we have to get the money from somewhere. And this is the people that are giving them the money. The and I, I, think, I think the more clear you're about that, 
Like, that's not speculating. That's just the truth. And I think people just need to start accepting the truth. And I think people just don't want to see that. Like, what you just said right now about them giving... Don't, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that as a truth. They, they want to think like, oh, it's not like that. That's just fake news or whatever. No, that's, real the, figures. that's the sad truth. And real I think people figures. just don't want to hear that. And once they start hearing that, maybe they'll get tired of it. But until that happens, that starts now. So if any of you guys are listening and you have guns in your household, make sure you teach kids like gun, please, guns. Please don't come and kill us. No, no. Just telling you like, make sure you teach your kids like guns are dangerous. Like they're really dangerous. And they're dangerous. And then don't forget to tell them they're dangerous. And that's it. You know, they're dangerous. How because many, if you don't, if yeah. you don't tell them how dangerous they are, you don't scare them. There's so many accidental deaths too. Where but if you don't tell them, if you don't tell them how dangerous it is and how, how, how precious a life is, if you don't tell them that thing, then they're not going to know that. So you have to teach kids at a young age. So that's all I would say is, Get your kids and tell them how dangerous guns are and make sure to tell them how precious a life is and that a life is not worth taking just because you're mad. So don't shoot your guns. That's all. And don't That's buy an AR-15. You don't need that. Well, obviously people are buying it for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. To shoot people. I don't know. What is it? It's like 40-some rounds a second? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't own an AR-15. I don't know what that's like. Um, so let's get into better news. <laughs> you always bring me down. Bring I have down to give you, I have to give you reality checks, Carl. It's not reality checks. It's just that, um, I think people just need to realize that, you know, until you start looking at things at face value for what it is, don't expect change. And, and people are keep trying to avoid the gun issue. People keep trying to avoid who's paying who. And they expect change. And it's like, no, talk about the facts at hand, what's in front of you. That's the problem. That's the problem. The gun, the gun in the middle of the, uh, the gun is the elephant in the room. And no one wants to act like it's there. That's the main problem. And it has nothing else to do with anything else. You can detract all you want and say, oh, that's the kid's mental disability. No, it's the gun. Like, I'm not saying get rid of guns, but I'm saying like, how are we going to solve it? Are we going to, are we going to styrofoam the entire world so they can't get shot by a gun? Are we... Getting rid of bullets? Are we putting locks on guns? You know, is it uh, a thing to where you can't sh- you can't set off a gun without a police officer present? Is it a technology issue? Do we need to do we need to reinvent the gun when it's aimed at a person? It recognizes a, a, a body temperature or a heat signature, and it automatically doesn't fire. Like, there's ways around this problem that technology can fix, but it's just people have to want to reinvent the gun, or do we come up with a laser gun? <laughs> And that destroys anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a way around this. But I do know one thing, Christina, that if you get rid of guns, all you're doing is going to force people to get bombs, start creating bombs. And it's hell of a lot easier to make a bomb than it is to buy a gun. That's what I do know for a fact. It's all about stricter gun laws. Yeah, but what happens when you have those stricter gun laws and then they start having... They start making their own bombs. Kids start making their own bombs because it's cool. I had a potato gun when I was a kid. We thought the it was hell fun. How is a potato gun? We built it. I don't know. But it, it, when you put a potato in there, you would shoot out like you a fucking rocket. You would shoot potatoes. You would shoot a potato out of a, out of a what thing. What kind of country? And all they, no, all they required was just a little PVC piping and a little bit of uh, air. Was it air pressure or like oh an air, air, air thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very easy. You can even 3D print your own guns if you wanted to. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, 
there's there's a way to fix this. I think probably the best way would probably be like introducing like what I was saying about a heat signature inside of a gun. I think that'll be cool. Make make sure that every gun that's sold has like some kind of because you can make these phone, like these phones like this iPhone X. It reads my eyes. It fucking reads my eyes, and it knows that my eyes are closed and it will lock. And when my eyes are open, it won't open. But as soon as I open my eyes, it knows and it's unlocked. Like. You're telling me we can't come up with technology like that inside of a gun? Look how thin this thing is. We can't. That, I don't we know, we can't, can't get cops to stop shooting civilians, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying cops even have to have guns at this point. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. But but that's why I'm saying like there's there's a way around this. It's just going to require somebody to do some really smart thinking. Carlos, get on it. I don't know how to. Build you invented like a that. potato gun. You can invent the next gun. Like I can give you the idea of what I would do, but I don't know how to build that. <laughs> I don't even have the capital for it. Unless they printed off me some fiat currency or something. Anyway, so my whole... My discussion today is about giving. Christina Rosales, about giving. That's Your right. wife gives plenty. That's right. It's about giving. And I... If you guys really want to know... If you guys really want to know... You know how there's like a lot of... There's a lot of kids nowadays that try to gamify things... You know, one of the coolest things that people will start doing, especially like I started noticing getting into this tech field, is that there's a lot of people that gamify things. And when you say gamify, they're trying to like hack the system or, or hack, trying to bring that technology of hacking into into the real world. And I recently discovered a new hack on life. If you guys are ready What's for it. What's your hack? If you guys are ready for it. I'm always will. ready for a new hack. The new hack on life is giving. So turns out, Christina Rosales, turns out the more you give, turns out the more you give in your daily life, the more you receive. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's called karma, Carlos. But it turns out that's the, that's the secret. You guys want to game, you guys want to cheat the game. If you look at life as a game, like the way I do, and you want to cheat it, and you're trying to level up a couple levels, as they say, and you're trying to figure out how to do that. Give. Give, 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 give until you don't have anything. Just keep giving. Just keep giving. And, and, and that can mean anything. That can mean donating to your local Red Cross or donating to the Salvation Army. That can mean, like, you know, having a garage sale and giving everything away. That can also mean, like, you have a TV that's just sitting in the garage that's not being used. You give that away. That means, you know, you create, I don't know, you create some kind of art project and you give it away you um you have a podcast like we do and you give it away for free you um you help people all that you see on the street homeless people and you help them with any way you can uh, not with money but with like food or whatever that they need um you see somebody you know in a grocery store and they can't reach the top shelf you get it for them you give and that means like if you see somebody struggling behind you like at a subway or something and they can't afford a sandwich you buy them their sandwich because you're giving like the more you give on a daily day basis, you will receive more. And it turns out that's actually true. Because I really, really, really didn't start... I used to be a very selfish person when I was a young guy. Like, very selfish. Like, mm -hmm. super selfish. Super selfish. And when I met Christina Rosales, I realized that, you know, this person, she gave, she gave a lot. She cared about me, but she gave a lot. And I saw how much she cared about animals that she doesn't talk about in this podcast for whatever reason. <laughs> But she gave a lot to animals, and I really didn't realize, like, how much she gave. 
And there was only one other person I realized I gave that much, and that was my mom. Like, my mom has worked in social services her whole life, and she's committed to it, and she's lived a very blessed life. And when I met Christina, I realized, wow, she's a, she's, she gives a lot too as well. Like, that is just a, that's just a natural quality that comes out of Christina, is that she likes to give, and she likes to, and she likes to you know, um, help people, like generally help people, and generally help animals and stuff. And I never really thought about, I never really thought about giving. I always just thought about taking. Like, everything was just about taking for me. And once I met her, I started, well, I kind of started leaning that way, but it wasn't until I really met her that I started giving more. And I, I, I mean, like, I give. Like, I give, give. If I have it, have I have it, I will give it to you. You know, if I'm not using it, you can have it. I've always been a person that will give you whatever I have that I don't use. You know, I just give, give, and give. Um. And I feel like I feel like if people did that more, they would they would win in life. And a lot of people that are trying to be very selfish, you know, mm-hmm. don't 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 aren't in a, aren't aren't happy to begin with. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of people that hate them because they take all the time from them. Right. And another thing, they don't realize is that they're losing in life. Takers and takers. Yeah, and that's why I think the more you give is a good positive message and that is one way to to win in life is to give and when you think you can't give anymore keep giving and when you're like man this is not working out for me i'm not getting anything in return no you will and you'll you'll be surprised how big that return is because if there's anything that i've learned in this short amount of time that i've been when i've been started giving is that my life has changed way more once i started giving than when i wasn't giving like, I went through my whole 20s not giving and just taking, and I didn't, didn't move up any, and it didn't move up at all, like, in life. But as soon as I started giving, and really started giving, even, even as of late, I kind of went up the extreme on giving now. Um, the only thing I need to work on better is probably giving my time, but man, time's hard to give these days. But I would say, like, if just giving anything else, you, you'll be surprised how much how much you you could how much of a difference that makes in your life when you start giving. So if you're listening out there and you're wondering how am I gonna get myself out of this rut that I'm in, I can't get a job or I can't I can't uh, you know get out of school or I owe this much debt, start giving things that you have that you don't need anymore. Give that away. Give it to people that need it or give it to the people that because those people will come at you and we'll be like, you'll always have a friend that'll be like, oh man, I don't have a bed. Give them your bed if you're not using it. Give them the extra bed that's sitting in the garage. Or there'll be some family that you know down the street. Instead of trying to sell them your furniture, give it to them for free. Like, give it to them. You'll be surprised the amount of good karma you'll get and how much that comes back to you tenfold. Maybe not in a week, maybe not in a month, maybe not in a thing. But that, that, that person that you gave your sofa to or your bed to for free, they go and they tell their friends, who gave you that? Oh, somebody down the street, they really gave. Pay it forward. They, they, that infects them, and then they, they start giving, and then other people start giving until it comes back around and comes back to you. Did you ever see that movie, Pay It Forward? That's kind of what it's about. This little kid does a good gesture. Oh, really? I think he dies. That was an original Spoiler idea. Spoiler alert. That was an original idea. Nope, Pay It Forward, it's called. It's with that kid joel the kid that came out of fifth sense yeah yeah he he's in i think that's him it's a pay, pay it forward and he just i think he dies no he's still alive 
No, the movie. Oh, the movie. Well, speaking of giving, I forgot to mention my story. Uh, I, as you know, I've been Meals on Wheels. I'm giving there. Oh, you I'm, want to talk about that? Oh, hey, one more thing before you start talking about that. I just want to. I want, just want to say that you know, try it. Try. What it are you going to give today, Carlos? No, but I want to. I want to say. I just want people to understand that you know, try it. Don't you don't have to try it for like, you know. A month or anything. Try giving for one solid week. Try to give at least once a day to people and see how your life changes the next week. I'm telling you, it works. You like, and I know that that kind of sounds selfish by saying that, like give and it works, but it's actually true. <laughs> like the more you give, the more you get. Like it's really fucking true. But like, I think you should also see it as just try to do something nice for somebody. Yeah, every and that's day. why I'm saying like that's why I'm, like, like that's why I'm saying I'm not trying to look at it like that, but. If you're really trying to get ahead in life, give. Like that's how you. That's how. That's the only way you're gonna win in life is by giving. Because when you don't give, you'll realize that well, why am I not going anywhere in life? Well, what's stopping me? It's because you're not giving. And once you start giving for free and give a lot, you'll start realizing, holy shit, doors just start opening up for you because you're not thinking anymore as a selfish person. You're thinking as a giving person, and that has either a change in your head mentally. Or you 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 attract different people because they see that mm-hmm. side of you. You're, they see mm-hmm. how much of a giving person you are, and they want they're attracted to that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird effect that it has on you as a person. But I did notice that once I started doing it, changes your universe. And I started pick. I did. I started doing that even more here, probably since October of last year, where I've amped it up even more. And then I just recently thought about this about two or three days ago, and it wasn't until probably like. Two or three days ago, where I really started thinking about giving as a, as a as a way of life, and now this it wasn't until I got my thoughts together, I really thought it out, where I'm like, oh shit, that is probably why good things happen to me all the time is because I've been giving a lot, and I think I'm gonna try to step it up even more now, to give more, and really realize like, holy shit, that is that is that is the that is a cheat code of life. If there ever was a cheat code of life. If Elon Musk is true and he thinks this is all a video game simulation, and this and there's oh, a Lord. and there's a cheat code in life, it's giving. Surprising, surprise, surprise. Crazy, right? Anyway, I thought I'd share that with the podcast. Now tell them your story because it's a good story. It is a good story. So my giving not only goes to dogs. Now I've been doing you know Meals on Wheels for the elderly and disabled. They're a very disadvantaged population and. Um, this is another great way to give, um, look up your local Meals on Wheels and volunteer. But I had my first experience of delivering monthly groceries to, um, five clients here on, in South Austin. And first ride out, first client I go to drop off, um, I probably saved his life. I don't know how long this guy had been down, but... Basically, the client fell, and he was—he wasn't—he wasn't out cold or unconscious. He was laying there, but I knocked on his door, didn't hear anything, but I heard pounding, like five huge pounding sounds. And at first, I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" It was one of those things where you're like, "I don't know this client." You know, I just picked up the route because the normal permanent driver couldn't do it, um, and so I don't know anything about you know, the client. And so I wait a minute. I'm thinking he's old. Maybe it's his walker on the floor. I don't know. So I do it again and I knock 
And my instinct, of course, you know, white girl in me was to call 911. And I did. Sure enough, they bust the door open, which was kind of the coolest thing I ever seen, the APD kick in the door. But then again, my Section 8 brain was like, man, that door frame's going to cost a lot of money to fix. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was passed out in the, door frame, in the doorway of his bedroom. He looked very frail. Um, I got to deliver his groceries because at some point he's going to be back in his apartment and he'll need that food. Um, but yeah, he essentially was taken, taken to the hospital that day. And the delivery that I was making is a once a month delivery. And he, so he was delivered groceries in January. Don't know when he fell. And really like, I don't even, I don't even know if his neighbors even knew what was going on because he was just laying there and his neighbor on the other side didn't even know, you know, didn't even seem to care. It was not, it was not the best neighborhood either. It was kind of shady. Um, so that's a prime example of giving, you know, I don't do this for any selfish reason. For me, I just really, I, I work with this population in my everyday job, you know, we serve the disadvantage. And so I felt like, yeah, I do a lot of work with dogs, but I also need to help another population out there. Um, as Carlos said, I, I do do, I try to do a lot of work with dogs. I try to volunteer as much as I can. But I am trying to like branch out and do other things because there are other people that need help out there. So like you said, just give. You know, you see somebody who needs something, somebody in front of you at the grocery store, you know, or even behind you, you know, something as as dumb as like at, you're at Starbucks and you're buying a coffee, offer to buy the person behind you's coffee. Like it's a simple gesture and it's, you know, it's selfless and it's easy and it's very thoughtful and that's going to make that person's day and they're going to go on and you know do something nice for somebody else and it yeah, truly is that pay affect, forward yeah it'll, it'll yeah it'll infect another person and then before you know it you have you know you know the gratitude of sharing yeah and, and that's that's and that's that's what you want to do like that's what you want to do that's one of the reasons that I like my job that i work at is that you know our our president he talks a lot about that and um that's one of the not good Donald Trump. That's one of the good things that I like about um, church. Is church talks a lot about stuff like that. I think that's where it really like Jesus Church. Yeah, that's where um, they really do a really good job about that. Like they really do. They really know how to give to people, and that's a good thing because honestly, you know, giving is a good thing for for everybody. And even when you think that you can't give anything, you can. You can, especially if you have somebody. You have, if you're somebody with a lot of time on your hands. You can give your time, and sometimes that's that's probably the that's probably the most um, sincerest thing that you can give is your time. Because honestly, like everybody these days, it's very hard for them to give their time. But um, honestly, if you can give your time, or if you can give them, you know, simple gesture, simple gesture. Like me, for example, my coworker, he's he needs an air condition, and I I told him like I have an air condition in my garage. I'm not even using it. He can have it. He's like. What you can I can have it? I'm like yeah, you can have my, you can have it. I'm not using it. I'm like well, how much do you want? How much do you want? I'm like you don't have to pay me. Just have it. Oh wow! Like it's it, like spent anyways. It's, it's like done. it's like it's like he was like oh wow like he was expecting like a catch or something. I'm like no, there's no catch. Like you can have the air condition. I'm not using it. It's sitting in the garage. It's collecting dust. You'll put good use to it. And yeah, I'm, I don't want any money for it. I don't need the money for it. I could use the money. I would just spend it on junk food or whatever. But or I could raising invest, canes. 
Or I could, or I could infect him and give him this air condition, and he goes and uses it. And then next time when somebody asks him for something, he gives it to him without. You're gonna any, infect him. Infect you might want to. You might want to use a different phrase. Well, you sounds, know what I mean. Like sounds weird. Like it, infect no, them. I know. What infect you them mean. with uh, with paint it forward or however you say mm-hmm. it's called. Pay it forward. Yeah. Like yeah. he'll do that next time, and then he'll, then that next person will do it, and before you know it, comes back around to you. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. Giving actually really works. I think I think I think people are like, I'm not giving them any like you know that's that mentality. And I, I used to have that same mentality where I'm like, I'm not giving them anything. I'm keeping it all for myself. I'm making. I'm gonna sell that air conditioner for seventy five dollars on Craigslist. I'm gonna flip it and whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it's that doesn't work. I used to I used to be that person. I used to go and try to sell everything, and I never accumulated anything or never got anywhere. But as soon as I started giving that shit away for free, and then I noticed big differences in my life. So that's why I say that that approach works better than actually trying to sell it, is to give. You'd be surprised. Anyways, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rosales, do you have anything else? Mm-mm. Happy Valentine's Day. I forgot to tell you that today. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Anything you love about today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, a long day. What's the what's when you when you think of Valentine's Day? What's the first thing that pops into your head? Chocolates. <laughs> what are, what else do you think? No, it's just a question. Um, I'm not. It's not I a test. It's not a right else, or wrong I don't answer. Know what else you can think of? First thing I think chocolates. of is Hallmark. That's funny. It's the first thing I think of when I think of Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the fact that it's a total greeting card holiday. But I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. But thank oh, you for my yeah. flowers. Oh yeah. And brownie bites. I got the brownie bites for me. I just gave them to you. See how that works, guys? <laughs> Even when you give, you can still take. Well, you got me those truffles that are sitting on my desk at work. So I'm oh, hoping... you need them? No, I'm hoping I can give them away to people so that there I don't go. need them. Yeah. See, you give a chocolate to somebody, make their day. That's and then cool. they have a better day, and you might have just turned their world around. Yeah, that's why I have I have a lot of snacks at my desk, and I, I give those out as well. Like I give my food away because I think, um, yeah, you, that has an that has a weird effect on people. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's it for tonight. Happy Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Wednesday, and we'll see you on Sunday. Or you'll hear from us on Sunday. Actually. Wait, you forgot to tell him. Oh. Uh, spay and neuter your animals, as Bar- Bob Barker says. Bye. <laughs>